Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Feeding Grain Podcast. I'm Stephen Kilger, your host and the managing editor for Feeding Grain. My guest today is Charlie Dela Cruz, NGFA's Senior Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary. We're talking about NGFA's arbitration system, the nation's oldest arbitration program. We're going to give you guys a little insight on how the whole thing works and what's involved in the process. Before we start, there are a few points where Charlie's audio has some interference, but that goes away quickly. And as always, if you have a topic or guest you want on the podcast, go to feedinggrain.com slash podcast, click the contact button, and let me know. With that out of the way, thank you so much for listening, and welcome, Charlie. Hello, Steve. Hey, Charlie. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm not bad. How about yourself? Why don't you tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself and your history with NGFA and working with NGFA's arbitration program? Okay. All right. Well, that's easy enough. About me, I'm a native Virginian, married with four kids, and an attorney by trade. I practiced law for about 10 years or so mostly with a big law firm out here on the East Coast before coming to NGFA. And I've been with NGFA now, I think just wrapped up 20 years. Like most of us, like most of us here on staff, you know, wearing a lot of different hats. One of those hats has been consecutively for the last 20 years, having primary administrative responsibility for the NGFA arbitration system. Tell me a little bit about the NGFA's arbitration program. I've done my research on your site, and you guys do claim that it is the oldest system in the U.S. So, Yeah, no, it is. We do believe it to be the oldest private commercial arbitration system in the country. I don't know who originally came up with that, but I've never been corrected when we do make that known. The history of NGFA arbitration is actually pretty interesting. It goes back to the start of NGFA itself. I think that was back in November 1896 when something like the 38 grain dealers got together in Chicago to form an, to form the national organization. And really high on their goals was establishing a procedure for the settling of trade disputes. They formed then the Grain Dealers National Association. That was NGFA's original name. And even back then, the original constitution and the bylaws provided for this arbitration system. The system itself became official in October 1901 with arbitration rules formally adopted. And like you said, we do believe it to be the oldest arbitration system in the country. And I guess here we are, 120 plus years still going. I should go back a step. For people who aren't aware, what is an arbitration system? Well, arbitration, it's an alternative dispute resolution method. There are others, and by that I mean an alternative to going to court, the traditional litigation route that most folks are familiar with. Even if you haven't been sued or had to sue anyone, we've all seen what court proceedings look like on television. There are alternatives to that. There's mediation. There's a lot of different forms of arbitration. And they all, you know, they can can look different. They can take different approaches. 
I think it's fair to say that arbitration is a little different than mediation and some of the others in that it's designed to completely replace the court type proceeding. What you should end up with in the end is something, you know, the equivalent of and just as enforceable as what would be a, a, a decision in court. And usually folks get to arbitration because, well, they belong to an association like ours, whereby maybe the members themselves commit to arbitrating disputes before, you know, an arbitration forum, um, or there, um, there's consent between the parties for arbitration. Usually they agree to arbitrate a dispute after it comes up, or more likely there's an arbitration clause in the contracts that they sign that provides for any disputes that arise to be settled before an arbitration forum instead of going to court. In the NGFA, it's part of your bylaws, right? If members have disputes with each other that they go through this arbitration process. That's absolutely correct. And that's the first form of arbitration I was referring to. It's compulsory for NGFA active members to arbitrate any disputes between themselves. And that's a pretty broad range of types of disputes that we're talking about. Literally, it's anything involving the warehousing, processing, manufacturing, merchandising, financing, transportation, distribution of grain or feed. If the dispute involves anything in that area, it's compulsory when between members that they take it to NGFA for arbitration. Usually, so member organizations are usually the ones bringing those to you guys, right? Well, I'm glad you asked because I should clarify. There's the other form of arbitration that when we were just talking generally, I referred to, and that's arbitration by consent, which usually comes out of an arbitration clause in the contract signed between the parties. In that situation, non-members and members are treated similarly, what actually equally. And so in that situation, it's not required that both parties be members. It is required for us to have legal jurisdiction that at least one of the two parties, or could be multiple parties, but at least one party be a member, or else we just don't have legal jurisdiction. But the case can involve non-members as well, and usually that gets to us by way of an arbitration clause in the contract. And in those situations, it's not necessary that the party bringing the case be the member. It can be a member, it can be a non-member. Once the process started, it, it doesn't matter whether the party's a member or not. We just need there to be at least one member involved in the case. And the whole goal behind arbitration, from what I understand at least, is that it's supposed to be a little faster and probably a heck of a lot cheaper than going through the U.S. court system, right? Yeah, I would certainly say on the, on the cheaper end, attorneys are not required in our process, I mean, I don't, I don't know to what extent they're ever fully required in court or in arbitrations, but it really is that the NGFA process is designed to be simple enough and streamlined enough. And the folks, the decision makers ultimately hearing the case 
are not attorneys. They're not judges. They're people with experience in the types of disputes. You know, the process is simple. So I guess what I'm getting at is that, I mean, I think it's fair to say attorneys aren't essential in our process, which is a cost savings. When attorneys are used, I think the process, again, being simpler, folks can be more efficient with the attorney time. And I know I'm jumping around a lot here. Our arbitrators are volunteers, which means a significant cost savings. In our arbitration forums, the arbitrators are paid professionals. And that can be expensive, to be honest with you. But our arbitrators are, well, they're volunteers. So there's no additional cost for their time. There is a filing fee for each case. And I can get a lot more detailed on that. I think it's fair to say it's rather modest. And there really are no additional fees or expenses unless a party requests an oral an oral hearing, like an in-person hearing, or they file an appeal. So with a lot of other arbitration forums, you pay a fee when you file, and then you pay fees at a number of other steps. I think in the end, NG Fair arbitration ends up being pretty cost effective compared to the alternatives. That's kind of part of the advantage of you guys doing it for so long, right? Yeah, the system down, and it was hopefully made in a somewhat less cynical time in America. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it, I guess it was volatile for them back in the 1890s, but certainly not compared to what we face now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So speaking of your arbiters, who volunteers for this? Who do you guys pull from to review these cases? Well, you know, I'll tell you, that's that's a good question, too, because I don't know that they volunteer and that we always have to go find them. We're volunteers in terms of that that there's no compensation, no money involved whatsoever for them. Uh, The arbitrators really are my favorite part of the process to talk about. I come from a litigation background. I come from more of a traditional dispute resolution forum background. So this is, I think, what is extra fun, extra special about NGFA. Each case is assigned to a panel of three arbitrators, no matter how big or small the case is. Criticism that, you know, paid arbitrators can benefit from repeat business. So they may favor one side or the other. That's not a concern for us. Um, Probably my, you know, when I said the arbitrators is my favorite part to talk about, Maybe my favorite part to talk about within that area is the type of experience and expertise that these folks have. Per the NGFA rules, NGFA arbitrators are prominent and they're experienced in the specific type of trade or transaction involved in the case. So they really are subject matter experts. You're not arguing your case to a jury who by design would have little or no experience in the issues involved. Um, I did a lot of jury trials back in the day. Um, and you're not arguing your case to, you know, retired judges or lawyers or, you know, legal experts who one might find in a lot of other arbitration forums. You're taking your case to true subject matter experts. I should also say while talking about them that they are assigned, you know, recruited, volunteered 
um, by NGFA, specifically by the NGFA secretary, and that's me. We are purely a third-party administrator. Neither they nor we have any interest in the dispute whatsoever. And we really do take a lot of great care in screening our arbitrators for any bias during the selection process. As I said, they're volunteers, so they're not looking for this, these assignments in the first place, but we still take a lot of effort toward this in the screening process. The parties have an opportunity to challenge any of the arbitrators that are appointed. Um, the parties don't themselves select the arbitrators. We do that. That's some of the criticism you get with other arbitration is you have these uh, judges that are being paid by someone and usually a lot of contracts nowadays between these David and Goliath situations. So it seems like it'd be really nice to be part of a system like this is arbitration working. <laughs> it's uh, Your judges are at least somewhat your peers and it's fair and balanced for everyone involved. Yep. No, I'd agree. So can you tell me a little bit more about what kind of happens during an arbitration case? What are the steps that are involved? The process is fairly simple. Plaintiff, just like in court files, a complaint. Uh, we then get the parties to commit to the process, uh, which and really the next step of that is the standard argument. Each side files two arguments to keep terms doing so, and I mean written arguments. And it's really um, expected that they fully present their case in those arguments. It's up to the parties, you know, what to say, how to say it, how to present it is entirely up to them. Um, we do guide the parties through the process. So, um, you know, we make that simpler for them, I think. Previous experience with arbitration procedures is not really necessary or even relevant here. Um, once, the, once the exchange of arguments is completed, uh, we appoint the arbitrators, as mentioned a moment ago, and the arbitrators give the case. If an oral hearing is requested, then that happens. If it's not, then the arbitrators will convene, deliberate, and decide, uh, usually by telephone, by exchanging of materials, and so forth. Not usually in person, because they tend to come from different parts of the country, which is something else we do to avoid to, to make the process more fair, to avoid um, even the potential for bias at all. Um, after they're done with their deliberations and they decide the case, uh, detailed decisions, all of the decisions are posted and publicly available on the NGFA website. We like that kind of transparency because it allows for complete scrutiny of the whole process by the public, by anyone. The parties are also, I should mention, able to appeal their decision to an appeals committee within the structure of the NGFA arbitration system. Once again, it sounds like a really good system. I kind of blow it away because arbitration, especially recently, has kind of gotten a bad rap, but it sounds like your system's great. And it sounds like a really big benefit to 
as part of being an NGFA member, right? You basically get this access to this really fair, relatively inexpensive system. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you. You know, like I said, it was, well, I think it was one of the reasons the association was formed way back in 1896, I guess it was. And I do believe it continues to be one of the main reasons why, uh, why the association is here and its members and non-members alike. It really just is a great way for grain and feed related disputes to get resolved in, in a, a workable, friendlier maybe format by folks that are subject matter experts. Well, yeah, friendly is a good word for it because I was I was thinking that it were known to be a pretty friendly industry. Even amongst your competitors, you always hear stories about people helping each other out and doing all these things. And it seems really nice that kind of industry that I think of as so friendly has what seems like a slightly friendlier way to resolve disputes <laughs> than going through the court system. So how long does a, a case typically take? Hey, that. I, I get that question a lot. It is hard to pinpoint, you know, because each case is so different. And there's so many different factors. You know, how long does it take the parties? How long do they take in committing to the process, getting it started? How long do they take in submitting arguments? We have timelines, but, you know, they're entitled to extensions. And there are always stays and continuances if the parties want to pursue settlement or discovery. And then I'll, I'll be honest that it, it becomes how long do the arbitrators take to deliberate over the case, which will vary case by case. And our arbitrators are they're pretty diligent and they're pretty thorough. There's a lot of work that goes into deciding those cases. Other factors might be whether there is the oral hearing that I mentioned. You know, just scheduling those for everyone's schedules can be a challenge. And then, of course, if there's an appeal. Just like in other forums or like in court, that's going to significantly impact the timeline. Um, just to give you some answer, let's say, you know, with no extensions, no real delays and quick turnaround between the parties, we're probably at about a year. And it might be two years on the opposite end. Okay. That sounds like a long time to people, but when you think about it in the context of how long court proceedings usually take, it doesn't sound too bad, does it? You're right. Folks that have been through courts and other arbitration forums are the ones that make us feel a little bit better about how long we take. We do try to speed it up. I still think we're faster than most of the alternatives. So maybe we're not as quick as we'd like to be. Well, you don't need, you don't want it to get too quick, right? It's important stuff that's happening. You need <laughs> people need their time, <laughs> so yep. you don't want it to be a weekend decision or anything like that. No, I don't. I don't think we could do that anyway. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the last question here is: How many arbitration cases get brought up to the NGFA every every year? I'll tell you, that's a, that's a good and timely question. It varies a lot. You know, last year we had 91 cases filed, about $52 million in claims. This year we already have 113 cases filed. 
we're looking at about $69.2 million in claims. Um, but this is a historic high for us. What we're dealing with right now, the numbers we're seeing, we've not seen anything like this since our previous record high back in 2008, 2009. And anyone who was back in the industry then knows how volatile things were then and can understand why I'm referring back to that time frame as the previous record high. You know, for most years since 08, 09, you know, we've been dealing with a caseload of maybe a third or a half of, of what we dealt with then and what we're dealing with now. Something about market volatility, huh? Brings up the cases. Yeah, well, that's that's always been the biggest factor. I'd be guessing as to what other factors might be affecting the current situation, but there's a lot of volatility out there. There are wars going on and and weather conditions and pandemics and um, who knows what's down the pipe. Yeah. Inflation, all those things. All it's all, it's chaos out there. Sounds like you guys are doing great work. Thanks for explaining it a little more to me. Is there anything you feel like I missed that you really want the word out on when it comes to arbitration? Oh boy. Well, I could I could talk about arbitration, I guess, for hours in my sleep. Your questions were spot on. If I missed anything, uh, feel free to give me a holler. You know, talking about NGFA arbitration is is what we do here. Well, I got to keep these to a certain limit, but next time I'm at an NGFA event, hopefully we can get together and chat a little bit. Like process interests me a lot, to be honest with you, which is what this podcast is, is me finding these topics that I don't know a lot about. And I'm guessing a decent amount of the industry doesn't know about. So kind of explaining those and getting those down. So thank you again so much for talking with me. Hey, thank you, Stephen. All right. And I will be in touch soon. You have a great, great day. Thanks. You too.